1: Oh my gosh, we have so much to talk to you about today, but let me tell you something. We're going to get real. We're going to laugh. We're going to inspire you. We're going to share some cool stuff to better your day and your weekend. So, you know, you just got to stick around. Oh, and you know, by the way, we're going to insult the Night Fox. So, uh, you know, let's rock it. Rocket man, our with all Woo! You know, they call me the Rocket Man. Let's Rocket Man.
0: I don't think they do.
1: Dude, okay. Sir Elton John wrote this song for me. Let's Rocket Man. Yeah. Come on, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Major Tom, except that was not written for me. <laughs> that was written for Major Tom. Right. Yeah.
0: Because you're not Major Tom. You're, no,
1: I'm I'm Rocket you're Major man. Brian. I'm the Let's Rocket Man. Okay. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, Elton. Appreciate you writing a song you for me. Better end so, that quickly. Yeah. Let me let me tell you something else though. Uh, you know, Major Tom, I'm a big fan. Do you like David Bowie? Of course. Okay. Do you also Guy's like legend. Peter Schilling who, who did the other major Tom from the eighties? I'd have to hear it. Oh, it's glorious. They're, they're different songs, but they're both the same story. Ah, oh, it's not even a remake. It's just a different song. It's so good. <laughs> <sighs>
0: okay. So there's a reason up, behind rocket man being played. Yeah. Tuesday when, uh, hello, Tuesday. Hello. I'm ne- <laughs> That was Tuesday when uh, President Trump decided to address the UN nation. Oh, no. What did he say? He called Kim Jong-un Rocket Man. (laughs) Yeah. Did he play the song for him? No, he did not. But he then proceeded to say that the United States is very patient. If needed,
1: we will completely wipe North Korea off the map. Wow. Crazy man. Well, I I mean, I'm not for killing innocent lives, but what about wiping him off the map. Who? Kim Jong Rocket Man. Yeah, yeah Rocketman. Man. Well, cool. I, you know, I, I mean, I'm not all for taking. I don't want to take lives, but it's just like, dude, the, the, the guy's kind of being a little, little selfish, a little pricky. He's kind of pulling a Hitler, a Hitler. Yeah, yeah. yeah we need to exterminate mm. him. Yeah, mass exterminate. North Korea's had a lot of problems for a long time, though. Well, it doesn't help that that little midget
0: got in <laughs> and is now running everything.
1: He's a very rude dude. Yeah, yeah. He's a rude dude. He's a rocket man. What did uh, I'm the rocket man? He's a He's a nuclear man. I don't know. He's a he's a jerk. <laughs> they just cracked me up. <laughs> rocket man <laughs> is treading on some very dangerous waters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, rocket man. do you remember Red Dawn? The original Red Dawn yes. from the 80s when it was like Russia came over and they fought. And it was
0: awesome. And then they ended up in the desert at the end and caught them. Yeah. And yeah. Then they were screwed.
1: And then they did the Red Dawn remake and it was North Korea yes. instead of Russia. Yes. And I thought,
0: wow. And who came out on top of that one? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right.
1: So we need to start training. All right. Militiamen. Yeah, well, or or, or yeah, militiamen sounds good. Or what do we call ourselves? Like the, the resistance or the rebellion or I don't know. I do, what do you think? You and I start some, El some actual rebellion. hand-to-hand combat mm-hmm. plus some weapons training or anything. I mean, I'm, I'm going to pull up my sword if I could actually get one someday. I have one. You have a sword? Yes. Are you serious? Yes, do you, I do. Do you have a katana? Like a Japanese katana? It, it has a white handle on it yeah with or, a dragon head yes is this the highlander
0: sword and it's got red eyes on it are you serious yeah you actually seriously have this one yes i've always wanted that sword i bought it at some flea market like two <laughs> years ago for forty dollars <laughs>
1: it's not even real is it
0: is it like i of can make it re- trust me i can make this thing real okay. all i gotta do is sharpen it
1: what i'm looking for is a fully folded japanese katana made by a sword master and, uh, and I know CJ thunder at one point said he might be able to help me out. The problem is these swords ain't cheap, man. I mean, we're, we're talking some pretty pennies here that I, well, there's I just don't, a lot of money that goes into, of course, holding a blade and not to mention the craft of becoming a sword master. That's right. So I'm all for spending Should it. I, I just got to have the money to
0: do it. Should I bring my sword for the next recording? Are, Are you kidding? You want me to, Are... it even comes with a nice display stand. Are... Are... Do you even have to ask? I'll bring my sword. Yeah, bring
1: your sword next time. Okay, then the militiamen. if we all learn how just in case there's a red dawn here in the United States, I kind of doubt it's going to happen. But just in case, where do you think they'd attack first? I have no clue. Hopefully nowhere. You think Colorado would even be a target? Absolutely. Everybody's no, Well, everybody, the thing is, is Cheyenne that mountain. Yeah, but it's not even really much there anymore. They've actually uh, retired Cheyenne Mountain for the most part. NORAD. What's the
0: one down? Yeah, NORAD. Yeah, it's it's, it's not
1: retired. Mostly retired You're now. Crazy. That's no, I'm not what kidding. they
0: want you to think.
1: Well, but it's old. <laughs> they
0: would. That's what they want you to think. Here's here's where the thing. would the
1: president go? Not to NORAD in the event of a nuclear launch. Somewhere we don't know about NORAD. No, they're not going. It's not because they're going to go somewhere we don't even ever heard about. He's I underground, mean, man. Well, I know, I the know, nuclear I know. fallout will not penetrate the bunker. That's true. What if? What if these people from other countries are thinking, man, we're going to hit these different cities and all that. We don't want to hit Colorado because they've got legalized weed. That's right. So and we just, started it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not going to take out Colorado. They're going to come here and relax. Take the head off
0: the Hydra because we'll just repopulate. And yeah, grow back ten times. Worse.
1: You know all of this stuff that's going on. I'm like, what's with all the hate, man? What's with all the anger? I mean, I know it's been going on since the beginning of time, but still it's like insert one love by Bob Marley right now. There you go. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had it pulled up cause or, I do love me some Bob. Or some three little birds. Yes. Sat on my window. But see that song got ruined for me in that movie with Will Smith. You know, the zombie movie I am legend. Yes. When he's playing that three little birds, I'm like, I love this song. And then the dog turns into a zombie dog and he has to kill it. I'm like, Oh, that scene, man jerk that scene ruined three little birds for me for like the movie not because I, I did up until that scene and then i went i just that poor i'm Jeremy so Shepherd. disturbed yeah that really messed me up i need and some counseling for that one that one didn't mess me up
0: yeah you know when he got caught in the trap i still to this day i don't remember if the zombie set the trap for him or if he set the trap himself and forgot about it And then he sees the dude, the mannequin standing out there on the bridge. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what are you doing here? Walks up to him and gets caught up in that loop thing, pulls him up. And yeah, Yeah. you know, he has to cut himself loose. Who set the trap? Was it him or does not? Either way, I don't 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 care. I don't know. But no,
1: it was a good movie. So you remember how we were talking about uh, a name for the studio here back in February? Yeah. And we never finalized it. Yeah. We need to do that, man. There were some great ideas. Like uh, I was trying to think of one like the sanctum studio was pretty cool. It's, you know, the whole shadow, the sanctum it just Ooh, sounds cool. sanctum or like the grind, the
0: inner sanctum. Yeah. I like that.
1: So we were thinking about something like that, you How know, about the heart of sin. Um, Isn't that <laughs> Diablo three? <3? laughs> <laughs> Who cares? They got some great names for their dungeons. Yeah. I mean, we could, uh, I, I don't know. I just, we need to come up with something, but here's the thing, you know, let, let me, let me, <laughs> Unicorn happiness. Yay. Yay. It's candy mountain. It's like Frappuccino unicorns. Yes. That's what I think of. We need to describe the studio a little bit. You know, people don't know where we broadcast from we're always like, you know, we're, we're in this underground bunker. It's secret. I mean, you know, maybe we could be from Norad for all anybody knows, we but no, be. no, no. This is, this is a very simple tin fieldville studio. What do you think about taking some pictures? We could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's really cool. I mean, it's just uh, it's a standard room. Um, we've got some sweet artwork up around. You know, Brian C. Roll is up there. Some fantastic
0: artwork some up f- there. I thought
1: you were going to say that's some
0: fat artwork. That is some <laughs> fat artwork. P-H-A-T. Yeah, that's right. And there uh, is a fantastic fan above us. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's nice for the cool we've day. We've got yeah, this hot really awesome painting of, is that Aragorn's sword? It is. And it's actually, uh, it's symbolic of the uh the sword of the spirit that is done by Dave Harrison. You know Dave Harrison? I know who Dave D- Harrison. David Harrison, yes. I guess. He goes by David now. Nobody likes Dave anymore, I guess. Right. Beautiful. Yeah, it's wonderful. We got a little ficus tree in the uh, corner.
0: Got an Eagle Scout.
1: <laughs> yes, I was. Shadow box on, Ooh, the, what's, what's, uh, on the wall here. And then we have the sweet little studio set up. I've got a, a sit stand desk. Which I don't think you can't stand in talking one well. day. Yeah. One recording. We have only used the standing desk. It's actually, uh, you, you don't realize how much air you use when you're talking behind the microphone. And so when you're standing, you get pretty tired easily unless you've worked up to it. So we've decided to sit for the shows. Yeah. I do stand once in a while.
0: I sit you Can most lower the time. It and
1: recline. Got the, uh, you know, the monitors and all the good stuff. I mean, it's sweet. we got a whole little studio set up here. I You know, you I turn around and play music too. There's a piano back here. Th- that's true. I got a little keyboard behind me, which people have been begging me to play on the show. I just got to figure out how it would work. Ah. Oh fantastic yeah so maybe i could integrate that perfect maybe be gaming setup teacher that's right well i'm not a very good teacher though that's the problem
0: <laughs> what and you then, don't see is the chicken that's hiding yeah in the closet i need to bring the freaking chicken out because you, know? you spoke about the freaking chicken a long time ago and i still have not seen the freaking chicken so
1: it's been requested that we start recording our shows on facebook live video so Ooh. we're actually doing the shows but then you'll be able to see us on facebook live if that's the case the freaking chicken will be making a weekly appearance a in weekly the video somewhere appearance? maybe he'll fly on the fan yes would that's you like fantastic. to do that oh yeah absolutely we got to figure out how to do that so that like it's recording me on this side of the the studio table and you on that side we're gonna have to get some double camera rows up and how do you do that i don't even know how to do- see this is where the flash okay. needs to come help us here's what we do yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. I guess we're just going to have to record your phone <laughs> my way, my phone your way. But then we have to somehow sync the feed into one.
0: I know I'm what confused. we can do. I know what we can do. What? We can get a camera up there in the corner that looks down on us the whole time. Yeah. It's like the cameras that you see inside of recording
1: studios for Oh, I was thinking about like security cameras, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: With audio. Yeah. And you can see the show as everything's going on. Well, I, yeah. Okay. Okay. And we, we got to do a live feed off the the video camera up there. We
1: got it. We'll figure this one out. It's on lock. Yeah, I don't really know. See, Down. Is, yeah, yeah. But that's that's the studio, man. We've We've got some fun stuff in here. It's a little messy right now. I've got some boxes, some boxes. I'm going through to make room for uh, Milton, so he can, you know, set his desk in here with a stapler. But other than that, <laughs> my, my it, it's just. A, but, I, but I was, but I was told that I could. Yeah, a piece. I'm gonna Last need time, those TPS reports. Yeah, Friday. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, senor. So is there something in this uh, in guacamole? Yeah. Speaking this of... do not bend here. That- Brian C. Roll. Torch Light oh. Society has arrived. Yeah. Arrived. This quarter is arrow. Very neat. So I now have three of the quadriptych. You have a lot of arrow stuff. You know that? I do. And what I'm going to do finally is I'm going to put up on that wall over there, which... You can't see, but you will eventually. This is why we're gonna start doing video. I'm gonna put the three quadriptics up and then I'm gonna have the other frames sitting up there waiting for Legends of Tomorrow, which yeah. will be coming out in uh, I think November or December. So Brian C. Roll He's hand good. draws. So he does uh, he does also like hand draw, but he also does everything now with hand draw sketch on his tablet. Okay. So it is still hand drawn, but it's now digital versus and like that's how he makes all paper these kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah and that one's caitlin snow okay. aka killer frost that's the uh alternate one and then he actually had one here from supernatural that show which i never watched yeah i didn't either but there you go man it's So that the one about the the ghosts and powers yeah, and stuff like that something i, I yeah creepy stuff i never watched well i've heard it was kind of fun though but yeah it's great the arrow one's fantastic it's it is the new crew season five, i don't know crew. i never got into the show it's good. I, I, you know, we were just talking about this though with, I finally pushed through Jessica Jones for some reason I could not get into that show. And then when I watched defenders, Marvel's defenders, I was like, I really, I'm very curious about Jessica Jones backstory now or something about her. I just kind of resonated with. So I'm like, I just want to see more about that show. So I'm like, I'm going to push through the first episode and see if it gets better. And, and the first episode still bothered me. I don't know what it was about. It. I just didn't like it, but then it was like, yeah, it actually did get better. It's been very interesting, but one thing that I was surprised by is how much I was drawn into her character um, from the sense of actually caring about what goes on with her. And that's, in my opinion, that's great storytelling. And I don't always feel that with some of the DC shows that are out. I did in the beginning, and then towards later seasons, I didn't. And so it's interesting comparing like Defenders and all of those Marvel shows with some of the DC shows and just kind of going, huh? You know there's i mean obviously differences in style and all that but it's been interesting
0: see and i never got into any of these marvel and dc shows you just say the
1: superheroes no i did I you lo- like wonder woman i love the movies i still haven't seen wonder woman excuse me yeah i know as as obsessed as you are with gal and you haven't seen i know what the i know i'm i'm oh my gosh i'm waiting i'm, I'm sup- for what
0: some alone time <laughs>
1: No, I'm kidding. I'm, I don't know what I'm waiting for. I'm just, You know that justice league comes out in just over a month. Yeah.
0: Well, I've got a month to watch it then I'll get there. Okay. It's wonderful. Um, even, even Sarah loved it. If we watch any TV at night, we have an hour to maybe an hour and a half of free time after the kids go to bed. Sure. Between all the other shows that we have or have started, you chose desperate housewives. Uh, Cake boss. Ah, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, cake Boss. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I just, it's hard to try and pick up a new show. There's way too many shows out. That's true. Way too many. That's true. And here's what'll happen. We'll go and Netflix and chill in the living room. Do you like that? You see yeah. There? yeah. <laughs> we'll go sit in the living room, turn Netflix on. I think we'll sit there and scroll through things for about a half hour before we're overwhelmed. And then we're like, Crap. See, yes, We've just wasted a ton of time.
1: That is so true. I've done that. I found myself scrolling through Netflix and getting stuck and going Um, uh, now I don't have time to watch anything. Yeah. Yeah, that you know, that is so true. They and they what they recommend is not necessarily accurate because it's like, here are the shows that I love and then it'll say top picks and I'm like, no, probably 90% right. of those shows I would never watch. Right. So they don't have a very good suggestion system. We need to maybe put see. This is why I talk about them on the show, though. Like, hey, this is a good show. And here's why.
0: There is a new show that I think you have become more involved with,
1: though. Yeah, let me put on a little mood music for this show because uh, I love the Orville. Oh, Yeah. I love that.
0: Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> the Orville. Oh, yeah. baby. Oh, baby.
1: Dude, so many people are trashing and criticizing D'Orville. What the heck? I love it. Are these people alive? What does it totally remind you of? Star Trek meets Galaxy Quest. Totally. And it's like the (laughs) cheesier side of Star Trek. Thank (laughs) God you said Galaxy (laughs) Quest. (laughs) We come for you. Universal <laughs> translator is broken, dude. Galaxy Quest is oh, one of my favorite movies of all time. That was now. a great
0: movie. Oh, With Tim M- Allen.
1: M- M- you do realize M- M- that was Dwight? Yes. M- M- one of the guys was Dwight from The Office. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. That's I love just...
1: that. So standing in your presence is most exhilarating. Maybe I should put some pants on. Oh
0: man, <laughs> I remember. I remember game nights. Oh, you would show up. My universal translator
1: is, is broken. broken. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okie okay, dokie. That was great. What an amazing movie. So, I got to tell you about Orville, though. I watched this. First of all, I saw the previews and I thought, <laughs> I'm expecting Star Trek meets Galaxy Quest. Well, that's exactly what I got. What do the critics say? Oh my gosh. It's, I don't, why are they being so funny? Did you watch the preview, people? Did you? Hello. Do you not
0: know who the main star of the show is? Yeah. He just, is the creator of Family
1: Guy. Do you expect Seth MacFarlane to create another Battlestar Galactica? No. No. Oh my gosh. People are criticizing this show, this and their show stupid.
0: is a great break from all the monotony.
1: Thank you. And all the darkness and intensity and depression oh, this, and this all the stuff, crap. This is hilarious.
0: It <sighs> brings back light to an old flame. Yes. I think it's
1: awesome. You've got one guy in there who looks exa- who looks like Worf. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's Worf. He's Teal'c from Stargate. I mean, it's all of those typical like Scotty who's like, tu- on the bridge. Yeah, Tuvok. I mean, it's all of those non emotional characters it they is. brought in. Yeah, it's 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 complete mockery of Star Trek. I love it. It's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it it was playing Sunday nights,
0: and because it's been such a hit, over sixteen million viewers. In the first
1: episode. Now they're throwing it onto Thursday nights, which is great. I have heard some comments where people have said, you know, some of the humor falls flat. Okay. I'll admit true. There were some jokes that I was like, ah, you went too far or you shouldn't have said that. This isn't family guy. Careful.
0: But it's also not TV seven.
1: People are saying, well, is it a serious show with comical humor or is it a mockery with serious elements? And I'm like, I think it's a serious show. With comical humor, don't take yourselves too seriously kind of thing. So I think people are kind of going, I'm not really quite sure how to take the show. Fair enough. Yes, there were some jokes that were like, eh, but the overall tone, I got to tell you, man, after I watched that show, I just feel good. I feel laughter. I feel lighter. I feel happier because it just don't take yourself so seriously. When I went, I loved Battlestar Galactica, but I had to watch happier things afterwards for a while because it was just so heavy. They, you know, they canceled Dark Matter to keep uh, Killjoys on. I didn't resonate with Killjoys because to me, even though I know a lot of people love that show, to me, Killjoys was too stylized. They were, you know, we want to be awesome. We're sci-fi. We're cool. Let's go into that slow motion where, you know, the, uh, I don't know, the main character kicks some serious butt and you're like, yeah, all right. Woo! You know, I'm thinking like, oh gosh, just tell your story. But I, that's what people like darkness they like things that make them sad well maybe they like things that give them emotion because their lives are boring is that yeah, it i'm trying possibly, to figure this out i don't but the get the last
0: it. thing i would want because i have a boring life is to have sad emotion
1: but it's emotion so if you have a boring life and you have no emotion so is at least the emotion get
0: a, that's created from the oral
1: yeah but it's a lighter thing who cares I, well i'm with you i'm just i'm trying to figure this one out because like I, I don't like like the reason i don't like walking dead even though it drew me in is because I felt worse after watching each episode because I've been through hell. I've had a horrible, horrible, you know, walk through some pretty tragic situations in my life. I don't want to go watch it too. I've already lived it. We watched like the first three or four seasons. Yeah.
0: And had to just dump the show.
1: By the way, I'm not judging. I'm really trying to just understand, because I, I don't understand why people are trashing their Orville so much, but I'm I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, and it's, I simply you know think what? it is
0: that. It's not for everybody. Just like no. Walking Dead isn't for us. Yeah. Like, I liked it when it first came out. Yeah. But then it kind of faded out. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just not for everybody. Well, and for some people, for those that haven't seen Star Trek, I could understand why they would say... What is this? Yeah. Because they don't get the humor in it.
1: Also mentioning, too, that if you've seen only the new Star Trek movies, that's a very different feel.
0: Yeah. A lot of the like, characters that they've got in this show and on the bridge yeah. are from the original Star yeah, Trek and the, or the original next original generation. Star Trek, yeah. Or not the first generation. Yeah. yeah. Next generation.
1: Yeah. And you have the to the understand, too, that Galaxy Quest came out in 1999, which was only mocking the original star trek the next generation and probably a little bit of voyager and deep space nine but not as much because it was more mocking like the first two to three seasons of the next generation and the original so when do you think the borg
0: are gonna make an
1: appearance yeah i know that's awesome (laughs) oh by the way i just want to say too about the walking dead i i've even said this too it's well done i you know again from a from a creation standpoint of a show i love it jason cabassi listens to the show he hosts the walking dead cast they're awesome so I if you like that show. You. Go listen to walking dead cast.
0: It's very well like done because it creeps the crap out of me. sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like left for dead. That's a really, I mean, it's its showing its age now, but that was a really well done well, game. See, now I can play left for dead all I want because they have got Gollum. What's well, because we changed it when you're shooting stormtroopers and you've got Gollum running around. <laughs> 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 Kills
0: them
1: all. That's fine. But the reality is, is that when I played the original game, that freaked me out and I had to take a break. Yeah. So messes with, with, with you Orville. It's just happy. Yeah. Kudos to Orville, a special effects and all whatever cinematography, all that. Well done. You feel like you're there. It's the kind of stuff you always wished you would see in Star Trek, but they just didn't have the technology for. I actually like the characters. They've grown on me pretty quickly. Interestingly enough, that usually takes a while. The writing I think is good. Yes. Could probably use a little improvement, but that'll come with time. And so far I've been very engaged in both the episodes. So I liked it. If you don't like it, fine. It's not for everybody.
0: I wonder how long this uh, thing is going to draw out between him and his ex wife.
1: You know, I liked how there was a little bit of resolve and like they're addressing it in the second episode. Yes. It's like some resolve, but some address. I like that. That's actually going back to Jessica Jones. One thing that is starting to drive me crazy is because I don't know how many episodes I'm in, but the whole issue with Kilgrave, who is the, the bad guy. There's this, I caught him. No, I didn't. I caught him. No, I didn't. I got him. He got away. I got him. I got away. Ah, freaking get over it. Like enough. I, I, I hate when they draw out that. That's what they did with Prometheus in the season five of Arrow. It just got drawn out too long. That's one thing that I saw. You had the episode, first episode of their marital issue. And then you had the second episode and there was some resolve already in episode two. And I'm like, thank you. Don't draw this out. Keep moving. Good. Good job. Good kudos, Seth. Good kudos. We'll have you on the show. Yeah, man. Good kudos. Good job, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Speaking of of, of uh, things that people are kind of like, I don't, man, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. And you know, so, some jokes went too far on Orville. I had a very interesting story brought to me by Patty Spivitt, who is the uh, the better half of the Flash. These yeah. are these are superhero names. Sure she had had a, an interesting debate with a friend about swearing, cussing, swearing, cursing, whatever you want to call it. Bad words started. Uh, so basically she was at a, a ball game. She had brought her daughter to watch, you know, her play Patty play. The other team was swearing like crazy, super loud. And then of course the daughter asked all about it on the car ride home. She's eight, by the way, you got to, you, you, you know what I'm talking about? Of course I do. I yes. Eight year old daughter. Exactly. So of course, How is she trying to explain this to her eight-year-old daughter? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. So then she started getting into this topic with a friend about uh, is swearing okay around kids? What about around parents? What about in a professional setting? What is swearing perceived like in general? Is it a normal form of verbiage these days? Do people not even care anymore? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So these are some great questions. And I I told her at one point, I said, we're going to address this. I'm just curious. I was actually watching a documentary on... Tony Robbins on Netflix, which I actually decided not to finish for various reasons. I don't know much about Tony Robbins, but he gets in there. And I mean, it is like F word after F word after F word after F word. And, and I was just like, okay, even I was getting to the point where I'm like enough. I granted, I choose not to swear on the show. I tried to not swear in general. And here's my, here's my opinion. It's not edifying to myself or to anyone around me. That's my opinion. I also think swearing is a lazy, uh, lazy vocabulary. If you have to swear, you're being lazy. Sure. In my opinion, uh, you know, but I've actually had friends come to me and say, you know, well, hey, do you mind if I swear? I don't want to offend you. I'm like, you're not going to offend me if you swear. I don't care. It's just my personal belief that I choose not to because of the two reasons that I just gave you. And I want to make sure that whatever comes out of my mouth is worthy uh, of people around me. Right. So that's my opinion. What do you think about all this, though?
0: Well, this is the real Brian show right yeah and it doesn't just mean you being real um, it's the real night fox too sure yeah, absolutely there you go. with swearing i'm in construction yeah. it's a part of my everyday vocabulary when and how i choose to use it i think makes a big difference mm-hmm. um, it also depends on who you're using it around you can use it around the wrong person and they take it the complete opposite way that you mean it, and it could become a bigger issue. When it comes to swearing around my kids, sometimes it happens.
1: Not intentionally, though? Not
0: intentionally. Sure. I do fully understand that at some point in time, they will be adults. They're going to make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. Most likely, they're going to end up cussing. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. Hey, Daddy, you're a... Yeah, Yeah, probably not. I hope not. It's not just here, but my children have heard it oh, sure. outside of our house. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, a three-year-old son that will repeat everything. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that he says are pretty freaking hilarious when he repeats it. And you try really hard not to laugh and you try to say, no, you know, that's not okay. We don't want to talk like this because I don't need my son going up to my 70-some-odd-year-old grandmother and saying a cuss word and my grandmother like (gasps) queuing over right there, you know? I'm sure some people will agree with me and some will not, but this is my opinion that if you're going to cuss, as wrong as the verbiage might be, use it tastefully, and there's a time and a place for it. Is there a way to use it tastefully? Is it even possible? Yeah, not saying the F word, every other word, you know, that kind of stuff. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to use it, Use it sparingly. Okay, not tastefully, but use it sparingly. Watch who you're you're talking around. If you're at your office, studies have shown that the person that cusses the most out of anybody there is the least likely to gain any kind of future advancement within the company as well. Interesting.
1: Just saying. I didn't know that. Yes. So watch your mouth. Going back to that Tony Robbins thing, he did say something in the beginning of that saying that he will use language based on different, you know, different languages. He'll use language in that language to uh, basically emphasize a point, which will shock you. And on one hand, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, I get where you're saying, but at the same time, it does pull you out of any kind of a, a zoning. Like if you're zoning out or whatever, you'll be like, well, what did he just say? And I know Chris Brogan has done that. If anybody knows who Chris Brogan is, he got up and, and, and said something once at a conference he did basically, and we were just like, wait, what did he just say? But it got your
0: attention. So, can I touch on that for one second? Sure. You also have to know your audience. Very true. Just like I was saying, watch who you're saying it around, but know your audience. There are some people out in the field that I work with that it's MF this, MF that. Mm-hmm. If you talk to them monkey, monkeys. not not in their language,
1: yeah. you're going to lose them. Interesting. So it's more like a dialect than it is like they're swearing versus yes. just more their, their culture. Almost. It's it's second nature for them to talk this way. Okay. Now let me ask you this. You talked about, you're not going to get advancement, you know, in certain companies or in a lot of companies, do your employees respect you more for cussing at them or less by cussing at them? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I think it's a level of respect too. Does that make sense? I wouldn't say they respect me
0: anymore or any less. You do Definitely get along with certain people when you use their dialect compared to the kind of uh, speech that I would use inside the office. You know, some of the guys they they have that little bit more hardcore mentality, and they would rather, hey mf, how was your day? You know that yeah. uh, that's just the way it is yeah. with these guys. And some of the other guys, you go out there and they'd rather get straight to the point. They don't care. How you're gonna to talk to them? Whatever, just give them the answer that they're looking for, and they can move
1: on. Sure. Well, like game night guys are, you know, sailors. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whatever. I, you know. Now, granted, if I'm oh, around, oh, fudge! Yeah. I like fudge at Christmas time. <laughs> there is this, and I've noticed this a lot too. When somebody who chooses not to cuss kind of lords it over the person that does, right? So if somebody says, like, if you were to be like, oh, Brian, you, you know, MF, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, oh, oh, well, I choose not to curse. How does that make you feel? Inferior, right? In some way or mad or angry or like, you not know, res- myself,
0: but maybe somebody else. Like, I'm, I'm, I am a lot more thick skinned than.
1: Well, sure. But it doesn't feel good. Other people. Because it, it makes you feel like the person's trying to be superior. Well, it depends on if
0: I'm by myself with this individual or if we're in a crowd. If you're going to do that and draw attention to where everybody's then going to look at me, I don't like the pressure of crowds. I hate getting up and talking in front of people. Yeah. I hate having all eyes on me, which is awkward and weird because as a kid, I loved having all eyes on me. All attention right here. You know, hey, everybody. Now, I hate it.
1: Hmm. So, like I said, it depends on the setting. I, I think if you're in the habit of swearing it's going to be a lot more difficult to determine or distinguish basically between your audiences because it's just going to slip, right? It's going to come out. Oh crap. I shouldn't have said that. You know, if I'm swearing in front of somebody who isn't, then am I respecting them or not? And I may not be, I don't know. I don't know what that, because the person maybe didn't want to say anything. They didn't want to offend me or whatever. Um, So I just kind of choose, you know, I'm just going to try to use intelligent conversation, intelligent vocabulary as much as I can. I'm not perfect. I've had my moments. Have you ever dissected some of the actual curse words? Yeah, and I don't really understand why they are what they are. I don't either. Why did they even start? If you look at somebody
0: and say, you know, F you. Yeah. Well, really, what is that first word pertaining to? I I don't understand why they're even
1: said sometimes. There's a lot of them that didn't. I don't even really know where they came from. Or they were taken out of. Well, yeah. They were taken (laughs) out of context and turned into something. That's a great point. Like, that's something I've never studied is the origin of those words and why they even became prohibited we anyway be
0: professors
1: yeah well i don't know about that but well yes we should well, we'll yes call us call us doctors doctor the real brian and we're, doctor the Nightfall. we're dungeon doctors there gum there you go. <laughs> here's another thing i'll throw out there this this is gonna you know bake your noodle as the oracle would say why is frack okay why is flip or frickin' or fracking or you know i mean wh- why is that okay but the other one's not even though technically they mean the same thing right but they don't. I mean, they don't, they do, they don't. Because you know, eh. it's the actual word. Yeah. Our entire
0: life, that word has been perceived as something you do
1: not say. So we can use substitutes to essentially mean the same thing. Sure. As long as the actual verb is not coming out of your mouth. Man. Mm-hmm. So uh, to go back to your, your question, Patty, I don't know if we've given you, an, I mean, we're not We're not here to solve this This age old problem necessarily but at the same time I think it's but a, you it's got our
0: real answers.
1: Yeah, you know what you can't stop if you're at a ball game and you're playing and the other team is swearing you can't stop them from doing that. Uh, you can choose not to take your daughter to those games but that would suck because you, you get she, up, she up and wants sing. To watch you play. You, yeah, you can get up and sing. I feel pretty also. Oh, no, <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Um, no, I, I think it's interesting because what, what do you do in situations like that? You can well What was this? I was um, get some headphones, put it on your kids ears. Guild Wars 2. You know, I play that game. I actually recently was doing some research to find a guild to join because I wanted to find a good community. And, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do in that game when you're in a, a larger guild. One of their rules. This is a video game. One of their rules. No cussing, no swearing. I see that all the time. That's interesting to me, though. Do you see that frequently or no? No, I don't. So I, I find that fascinating that they actually have a rule. If you if I you cuss, you'll get a warning and then you're gone. Pronounced with a lot of these these factions that you try to join. Are you are they trying are they trying to be like family friendly? Are they trying to be sensitive to all groups? I think they're just trying to be more I just
0: think that they're trying to be a little bit more humble in the gaming. And and I think a lot of it's because the people that create these factions are the ones that go in and play with people and have a really crappy time. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to, they want to be able to game, have a good time, but not be around all the negativity. And you can't blame Which them. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love getting on and, and not having to put up with some punk behind the microphone talking a bunch of crap and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. calling you names just because you may not be as good as he is. Yep. That makes me so angry. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's, it's rude, disrespectful. It hurts people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you don't need to be a, a telephone tough guy an angry man over the, over the internet. The worst is when you've got like little seven and eight year old kids that get on there and play like yeah. every now and then I'll get on and play call of duty. They're like, 12 man, I'm probably. not kidding you. Yeah. These children get on there
1: and will say some of the nastiest things that you have ever heard. Yep. The ones I've noticed that are the, I mean, you don't know what their age are cause they don't, they don't say that. Most of the crap is from the younger people and some of the best karma
0: that I have heard from that while playing that game is some little kid that just completely went off on a bunch of people and his mom busts right through the door (laughs) and ended it real quick. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's the way it should be. Shaniqua came through and laid the smack down on on little Johnny Tyler.
1: Oh man. Here's an interesting thought I just had, you know, in the radio and TV days, there were the seven George Carlin words you couldn't say. The FCC would not allow it. Podcasting, if you put an explicit tag on there, you can say whatever you want. Does not, there's no restriction. So is it becoming more common? Maybe. You know, you're watching Netflix with the whole mature rating. Yes, it's becoming more common. Yes. Um, You know, you couldn't get into a rated R movie unless you were a certain age, right? Netflix, there's there's no lift unless you set a parental thing in there. So I think people are exposed to it more for sure.
0: You know, back in the day when it was NC 17 movies and, and rated Rs and even PG 13s, how they would actually legitimately ask for an ID. Yeah. And now they don't. They don't even you go anymore. up there. No, you just go up there and ask for a ticket and. Oh, that'll be $13. Yep. How old are you? Eight? Cool. Enjoy the movie. Yeah. Yep. Talk to your kids the same way you would want somebody to talk to you about it. In what form are you going to understand that somebody doesn't want you to be that way? Look at it, I guess, as yourself. Being the child, how would you perceive that? That's been one of the biggest struggles with with raising kids. I say something, and I might mean something, but how it's perceived by a young mind could be totally different. So you always have to, for lack of better words, dumb it down, make it to where it can be understood at a child's level.
1: Would you want your daughter cussing like a construction worker? No, absolutely not. So no. you're doing everything in your power to not necessarily shelter her from it because that's not going to necessarily help, but you're trying to educate her on it. Yes. You know, this brings up another interesting commentary that I've, I've heard people say this over the years. Why can't kids go to rated R movies? We just talked about this. You know, why do you not want your kids to cuss? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, you know, you're a kid. You can't see this right now. You can't experience this, but it's okay as adults. Is it really though? Are we really that much more capable handling it than a kid is? Or are we just a lot more screwed up than our kids are? And they're more innocent. We're more screwed up. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it really okay as an adult or are we just more cynical and messed up? Well, I, I'm serious. In like,
0: today's society, I would say that it all depends on who is raising the child for one. How you're raised, you're going to repeat, right? Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, unless you actually do something about it. The thing that I think people say that it's okay as an adult is now you're desensitized to it Mm -hmm. and it's just become the norm. So it's, then it's okay. Mm. Not just that, but what do magazines sell? What do R rated movies sell? Let's take Vegas, for example, what does Vegas sell? It's also what we put ourselves into to receive on a daily basis. Facebook's one of the worst. A large majority of people wake up and that's the first thing they'll do. Check their They'll grab their phone, lay in bed and sit there and scroll through Facebook and look at all the negativity on there. You're desensitized to the uh, picture that you want to keep your kids as, right? Mm -hmm. You want to keep them these sweet little, these sweet little shells and, and mold them as you grow. But, but
1: who have you become? Exactly. Yeah. Eventually they're going to become, they're going to
0: become just like you.
1: Yeah, and that's, I think that's why I asked that question because we're getting deep. No, this is good because I've actually, I've started to challenge myself, you know, I mean, I'm glad you brought up the morning routine thing because that's something I kind of fell off the bandwagon for a little while on and I've just recently picked that back up. I mean, I was doing, I was getting up, even though I put my phone in here in the studio, I was getting up, I was walking in here, I was getting on my daggum phone. I'm like, dude,
0: what's the point of putting it in here?
1: Exactly. Why don't I just have it next to my bedstand? So it's like, come on. So I was like, nope, I'm going to go and do my morning routine first before I check email or Facebook or anything for that matter. And you know what's, what's amazing is when I was checking my phone first, my day would be fully dictated by what I received. If it was good news, I was happy. If it was bad news, I was angry or sad or depressed or whatever the whole day.
0: And do you not think that the people that put this kind of stuff out don't think about that?
1: I'm sure the ones that are doing it intentionally. Yes. If people are just putting stuff out on their own life, then, you know, nobody's it's really just thinking. like the news. Yeah. It is so poisonous. So it's like, man, gone. I get up. I do my thing. I have my routine. I get myself centered first before I attack the day or even consume a thing. Not to mention, you and I had this discussion. I believe that more information does not help. In fact, I heard a quote that said, the more information we get, the less focused we are in In general, not even just like in that moment, in that task, like we actually train our brain pathways to become less focused in life in general and everything. We're less aware. We're less, you know, we can't focus on a conversation. We're more ADD because we keep consuming more information. It was really, really interesting because I started to think about that and I started to realize that for me, it's not about more knowledge, more information. It's about wisdom and application. And if I can't turn that knowledge into wisdom right now, that goes back to something these guys taught me. I love it. Jason and Jeremy taught me this just in time learning. If you don't need it right now and you can't apply it right now into some application or some kind of wisdom, don't consume it. Just push it away and not needed. Yeah. And I loved that. And of course I fell off that bandwagon too, but I'm starting to readopt that again and be like, no, this is just, it's not necessary right now. There's too much. The real Brian show has really struggled because of me, because I've been listening to too much input I've been trying to research way too much information to figure out what to do at the show, how to improve, because that's what you do, right? You got a business, you've got a show, your goal is to improve, to grow, to become better and better and better. Otherwise, you're stagnant. So I had the right motive, but I realized that instead of just saying, let me learn this and apply it and just keep working at it and practicing. I mean, what did I do when I played the piano? I practiced all the time. I learned a couple things at a time and I practiced over and over and over and over. I didn't learn everything all at once and try to decipher through all of that. That's what I've done with this show. I've tried to learn everything at once and decipher through everything and it's become a jumbled mess. And what have we done? We've played pinball with the show. We've been all over the place. People and go, We
0: apologize. I for yeah. That. And I,
1: I am sorry. And I realized, you know, just the other day, I'm like, I got to work on myself. This isn't about the show anymore. This is about me becoming a better person because if I become a better person, I work on myself. I take care of myself. My glass right now, isn't just empty. Somebody picked it up for me and threw it against a brick wall and shattered it. Like I need to take care of myself, right? I have reformed. I didn't know it was that bad for you. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Actually. It's, it's been tough, man. You know, this is a wonder woman quote. I've reformed my cup out of clay and uh, Zeus has given life to it. So I have my new cup that is now starting to fill up. But one thing I've learned, there are people in your life that will fill that cup up that will bless you but they're not responsible for that. That's not their responsibility. It's my responsibility to fill my cup and surround myself in situations that are with situations that will help to fill that cup as well. So what I've realized is I really got to fill my cup because when my, when my cup's full, dude, I, I can't help but want, I just love helping others and encouraging others because my cup's full. I just can't, I can't stop when my cup's empty. I'm in need. Right? And so I was thinking about this over the weekend and going, man, I, I want this show to be so Awesome. In every way. You know, when you're listening to the show, I want you to be like, man, that was the best show ever. I'm such a better person because of this show. And I know it hasn't always been, but nobody's perfect. So I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to make myself that person.
0: And everybody listening, understand that not everybody is going to get that. No. Out of every episode. And it's a journey. There are going to be things that we talk about that are not relevant to you on a certain day. Totally. It may be to some other people. And on some other days it might catch with you and, and not with them. Yeah but we do really appreciate you guys sticking through with us
1: coming soon. I'm going to take to a podcast near you. I'm going to take, I'm not, haven't decided which number, but episodes one through a recent number somewhere in there. Okay. I'm going to hide them. Okay. And I'm only going to give access to people that basically will support us on Patreon because what I, I I'm OCD. I know a lot of OCD people. You. Yeah. OCD. Yeah. <laughs> People, people with OCD have a tendency to say, Hey, I want to check out the real Brian show. They don't listen to the most recent episode, which actually more accurately describes what the show is. Sure. They go back to episode one because we have to OCD chronologically get through the episodes and we get stuck in episode 12 or 13 because we're going, what the heck is this show about? That's exactly
0: what I did. Yes. Before I joined the show, I listened to every single episode before I came on here and did I, I you totally get
1: did that. you kind of get like I don't know what just happened and then what's going on and I you know you keep jumping around and yeah it's there a was a the pinball effect. Yeah. Yeah, but that yeah. that happens with everything. I mean if you go back and oh, I told you I was watching Parks and Rec season one of Parks and Rec was not good. They were trying to figure out who they were season two was great. You know, it's like and, and they did a really good job and then somewhere along the way they lost their way and it kind of went downhill and then they picked themselves back up again. That's the way these things go. That's the way a show goes. That's our life. So what you're saying is at the
0: beginning, you you know, there was a great writer and then somewhere along the way, the, the writer kind of staggered off somewhere or they struggled, but but whatever, the real Brian show has now taken on an extremely
1: good writer. Is that what you're saying? What, what I'm saying is, is that (laughs) I'm kidding. the, the, The night Fox, is the reason no, I'm, <laughs> for the season. baby? Yeah, baby. Um, when the leaves fall and the colors change, that is the not Fox shining his light. Woo. That's right. I don't know where that just came from, but basically you can keep going. Uh, the I'll reason, sit here and listen. <laughs> yeah. Just just shower <laughs> you with praises. It's, it's interesting. And the reason there is a reason I'm bringing this up too is, but I was thinking about through this and you know, life's a journey. The show's a journey. I, my, my life is very closely tied with the show. Uh, I mean, I've had people say, you know, Brian, you're the real Brian, but you're not being the real Brian. You're holding back. And I'm like, oh, you don't want me to. Well, maybe you do. Maybe you want me to like come forth and, you know, it's time open the floodgates real Brian. Oh, man, you guys have no idea what you're in for, but I'll tell you what. It's a it's a very it's been a fun journey. And the reason why I'm saying I'm going to hide episodes one through whatever is simply because I don't want people to go back and listen to those episodes first I want them to listen to the most recent episodes when they're discovering the show and realize this is what the show represents. This is
0: what it is. But
1: if you want to go back and see the journey and hear all of the great conversations, great Patreon, it'll be a Patreon feed and it'll be a lot of fun. Sure. Now, for those of you who already heard him, great. What was kind of funny is as I was going through this kind of came to this realization, I got to work on myself. And then the next day there uh, was this little, you know, encouragement email and I, I pick it up. I'm like, oh, it's, it's like four lessons from Jim Rohn. Oh, Jim Rohn. Yep. Captain Jim Rohn, Tiberius Rohn. Who's Jim Rohn? So Jim Rohn is a (laughs) wonderful businessman, entrepreneur. He's actually dead now, but um, I first heard about him back in the days when I was doing network marketing, and I thought he was a network marketer, but he was an entrepreneur business person who just had some incredible advice for living life, lots of wisdom, and also doing well in business. So I thought, I liked Jim Rohn. I'm going to watch this video guess what he talked about that, which I had just
0: had a better thought about
1: but I'm going to, I'm going to share these four things are really good. If you will change, if I will change, you will change. Then everything else will change for you. And I thought this was interesting because I thought, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was just talking about. Like I've been trying to change the real Brian show rather than changing myself. If I better myself, if I grow myself, the show is going to follow suit, right? Okay. Or if I, change my mindset and my attitude. This is something actually you guys can hold me accountable on this one. I want to have a better response to stupid things that people do like some stories. Somebody pulled right out in front of us the other day, right? I mean, we almost hit him and I was mad. I don't want to be mad anymore. I want to have a better response and just be like, you know what? Let it go. Move on. Just move forward. And I'm not talking about aggressive, you know, hurtful dangerous. I'm talking about stupid things. People do dumb things all the time, you know, uh, and it's fun to make fun of them. That's great, but I want to have a better attitude. So I, I believe that if I change, if I can better myself in this area, all of that stuff's going to just change around. It's going to be fine because I can't change rocket man out in North Korea. I can't force him to become a better person, but I can change how I react to it. I can change how I, you know, put stuff out in this world through this microphone, stuff like that. Absolutely. So that's point one. Point two. If you want to have more and then fill in the blank, more love, more health, more money, more whatever. You have to become more. And I liked this one. Success, for example, is not something that you pursue. It's something that you attract. And so I really liked this, that it's not about what you need to do. It's more about what you need to become. This kind of goes in line with part one. And I, I, you know what? This is a really good point. We've talked about community and how, you know, I I love community. I love it when people can live life together and have friends. Have I been somebody that people want to be around? I want to be that person that people want to be around. And I think I am, but I want to become more of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't at least somewhat encouraging or, you know, hot. I just like to I'm hear just myself so on the other end of the microphone. So <laughs> That's all that matters. I don't know why you're here. <laughs> Ooh, it's the real <laughs> night Fox show, baby. Bring it. All right. Number three. Don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better. This one for me is not as much of an issue, but I know this is an issue, especially right now. Oh, you were looking at me. I was like, No, I wasn't looking you at you. I'm just talking to, to you. I'm, I'm talking with I'm you. Not better? How many people out there are saying, I wish we had a different president? Oh, yeah. He says, Don't wish you had a different president. Wish you were better. Be that better person. Be that change. Do something about it. Stop wishing for something else to Be happen. Be the president. What is the president supposed to do? I mean, there's a laundry list of things that the president is supposed to lead our country, right? Yes. If people don't like the way he's leading, then get out there and freaking lead yourself. Do it or leave. Wish you were better. Don't wish it were better. (laughs) No, don't leave. You
0: have one of two options. That's that's not leading. Actually, you have three options. Do something
1: about it. Don't do anything about it or leave. But if you don't do anything about it, then shut the front door. The front door. Shut the... (laughs) I still love you guys. Don't worry. If you're one of those that complains and doesn't do anything, I still love you. I still respect. Trust me. You're still my friend. But come on. The pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. Wish you were better. Yeah. Do something. All right. Fourth one. This one's interesting to me. Do the easy things if you want to be successful. So this guy was talking in this particular perspective about not only business, but also life disciplines to become uh, successful, healthy, more wealthy, whatever, you know, again, fill in the blank. They're actually pretty simple. They're not always easy, but they're pretty simple. And then he goes on to say, what's difficult is divorce, heart attack, bankruptcy, failure, etc. When he said that, I was just like, oh my gosh. I've never thought of it from that perspective before. I know some people who have gone through bankruptcy and there was a stigma before they went into bankruptcy that oh bankruptcy is easy. We'll just clear the slate and start over. You talk to those people now who have gone through bankruptcy and it's been the worst seven years of their life. Exactly. It destroyed them. It was hard and and, and they have rarely been able to recover from it fully. But everyone's like, oh, bankruptcy, clear your slate. Just just forget about it. No, it's not You're easy. You're
0: not a big corporation, people. Yeah. You can't just go declare bankruptcy and start fresh.
1: And people say, oh, you know, I'll oh, we'll just go through the divorce. No big deal. I don't love this person anymore. No. That is, you not know that that's easy. not easy. Been there. It's not easy. It's life-destroying, man. You've Absolutely. recovered, but it's never going to go away. Well, like, You're never going to forget about it. I wouldn't say I've recovered. I have
0: learned to deal with it. You know the process of it definitely was a learning experience, but having a kid, mm-hmm. there is no recovery
1: from that. Yeah, because there's always going to be that part there. That is difficult. Yeah, I've gone through a lot of failure in my life, a lot, and uh, it's never easy. Never. I mean, you learn. Ideally, you learn from it, you move on. But so no, I, I my gosh, as soon as he said that one, really, really struck me. Like, you know what? If I do simple disciplines on a consistent basis. That's easy compared to what it could be. You know, why do some people become successful when most others don't? He, and he said, and "This one's—it's uh, interesting how he said this. What's easy to do is also what's easy not to do." And I know that's a little deeper, probably, than I've been considering that because it's like, oh, well, it's easy to do these disciplines; it's simple, um, but it's also easy not to do them, and it's really easy to fall into the trap of those difficult things. So it was so funny right after I said, "I want to better myself. I want to become better. I want to work on me so that the show can be better." And then I watched this video and saw these four things and I went, okay, message received. <laughs> Confirmation,
0: baby. What about the uh, the text message I sent you the other day that I don't know the secret to success, but I know the secret to failure is trying to please everybody. Yes. Isn't that true? Yeah, it makes you stop and think for a second. Yeah. And especially when we're we're trying to create a show like this. Of course we want to reach everybody. Obviously we want you in our corner. Of course. But- trying to cater to every single person doesn't work doesn't work No, it's a it's a surefire way
1: to to lose your your desire and your drive for something that you feel so strongly about and you are right about that we do want you in our corner like as an extrovert the more the merrier man i love it the more the merrier when i'm outside in a group the bigger the better i just love that and you're right about that that it's not it's not about size of group as it is, if you're trying to, but even, even in a more the merrier situation, the quality. Yeah. If you try to cater to each and every one of those people, it's just going to be a disaster. So you're right. The secret to, to failure is trying, is to, trying please to please everybody. everybody. And that goes,
0: okay. I don't know the secret to
1: success. I like that. So you should, you should immortalize that quote, the night Fox dubbed dubbed, but boom, <laughs> seriously though, if you look at it, even in your life growing up, I don't know. So, so I know some people who have had, interesting growing up situations. You know, parents were super pressured. They would pressure, you know, you, they would expect you to achieve greater than you could possibly even imagine, you know, and if you failed or came up short, you know, you were reamed for it. You know, I I know this. I know a lot of people like this and it has haunted them into their adult life and I see people who continually push themselves so much so far, it's kind of ridiculous how much they push themselves, but they don't know any better. And so I got to thinking about, exactly what you said there. Who are you trying to please right now? If you're trying to please every single person, you know, I have said this, I care so much about what people think of me that it just messes with me and I can't care what people think. You need to try and please yourself first. I need to care how good I am, but I don't need to care if people like it or not. Thanks Dave Jackson. Thank you. That was actually courtesy of Amy Poehler. She did say something along the lines of care about how good you are, but don't care what other people, if they think you're good or not. Correct. Correct. Yeah, please them all yeah, that' it was it the uh the practice ambivalence I think is what that was called I just heard that today I was like man that was that was encouraging too just going through all this so there you go man we're we're on like this uh this you know let, let's better our life kick. because uh it's real it doesn't want to better their life you know another way to better your life chocolate covered honeycomb I Ooh. think I still have some do you yeah you want to know how else to better your life put it inside of a coffee oh that's good yeah okay I like that one too you want to know how else to better your life uh follow my Spotify music playlist because you're going to be so like, Oh my gosh, there's like the best music on there. I all right. All right. All right. I'll download Spotify. I've been listening to it lately. I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. (laughs) Courtesy of Mike. I love Mike. Mike's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that one shout out to captain influence.
0: So, uh, what music have you been inspired by lately that you have decided to throw on your Spotify list that you would like to share with, our entire
1: fan base. So I pulled across the world. I pulled back and I'm going to let you listen to this one because I think it's very important that you go check it out. This is an older song, um, but I listened to it for a while. I put it back into my list. It's not new. Uh, it's called this. It, it's by the script. Some of you probably heard of them. Hall of Fame. You may know the song already. Yep. it's a great song. It's kind of that encouragement pump you up kind of song. You know, I, it's one of those that just kind of you, you listen to the words and you're like, yeah, Got this. This can be great, man. So check that one out. It's a nice one. It's in there. Another one, man, that I'm just, I, I just, this one just kind of pumps me up, man. Come on, man. It's Derek Minor. I do life. Fresh Prince. <laughs> Oh my yeah! Fresh, fresh. yeah. Mess and call this is my kind of music dude oh, wow. i love this stuff do you really oh, i love it do you really yeah i do i absolute genuine real you're Brian. like the whitest guy i know ever. <laughs> i interviewed a dude uh yeah who does uh southern crunk kind of gangster rap but he was a christian artist but I told him I would listen to his, and he has that real gravelly voice. I would listen to him with my windows down driving just because I love that music. And he's like, you little white boy like him? You? you listen to that stuff? <laughs> And I'm like, seriously, man, it's the best. I love, but here's the thing. You know me. I like everything but country. I
0: listen to everything. I listen. To- I had no idea that this was your jam.
1: That's why I pulled it up. So if you go onto my music list, you're going to hear stuff from that to like, I've got some classics on there. You know Muse, for example, which is very different. I've got some good rock on. Love good rock. What's and also some kind of newer. What's Pivris? I don't know how to pronounce them. I love this song though. I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit of a flavor is for the it. The peace, silence. So you call them free. The this is the song. Very different from Fresh Prince yeah. or, or Derek. Meyer. To Will Smith. Yeah.
0: See now, when you said Will Smith. You heard DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Oh no, I like Will Smith too. But have you heard that they joined back up and they're what? yes, they're, what? they're putting together another album. No way. Yes. Ah,
1: yes. Okay, we got to check it out. Oh my gosh,
0: there is a a song or a preview of a song that they have already put together. You remember this one? Please, drums, please. Yeah. Yeah. Drums, drums, please. please. Like summer, a, summer, summertime.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good I used stuff, to man. listen to the. The DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. You know, what's funny is because like my parents will throw out. We, they've got an oldies newbies list. And I mean, there's stuff back from like, I don't know, I want to say 50, 60s somewhere in there. I'm not quite sure how far back it goes, but I love all that music too. You know, I, I grew up with classic rock. I grew up with 80s, 90s. I listen to so much different music. This is what I find funny. and We've talked about this, I think on the show a long time ago was why do people get stuck in a certain era? Like, people my age now are finally getting to the point now where I'll ask them, like, what are you listening to? And they're like, you know, I'm listening to Pearl Jam and, you know, Nirvana. And that's it. They're stuck there. They can't go any newer than that. Or, like, people that are even older than that are saying, you know, oh, nothing better than the 70s. My brother-in-law. Music today sucks. I'm like, dude, guys,
0: branch out. My brother-in-law is in his mid-40s the only thing I ever hear him listen to is 80s hair rock bands
1: and I mean I like them too but it's like it's all like dude. Too, Let's move on but new yeah, stuff
0: not the same thing all day
1: new stuff every day I'll mess around and call will Smith yeah yeah for I, you know Lord Lordy uh-huh Lordy <laughs> Lordy Lord It's just Lord gosh dang it I like her music I really do. A lot, I do. That new sober song is kind of not probably a song I should Mm. be listening to because the lyrics are kind of odd. But it's so good.
0: I like that new Taylor Swift song, that T Swizzle song Mm. that just came out. Little Taylor Swift over there. Mm. You know who else I like? Just made me do
1: lights. Kidding. This is this is so. You heard my Fresh Prince song? Totally different. Oh yeah, I like lights. This is
0: like the music that I hear in the morning at the gym
1: love her, though. She's got such a great voice.
0: Literally. Yeah. That's gym music. Yeah, it's good stuff, though. You're a gym rat. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, you know what I like to do, though, in the gym? This is my favorite thing ever, guys. Use the squatty potty. Uh, well, yeah, but I, what I like to do in the gym is I like to go up. I like to rip my shirt off right in front of the mirror and just sit there and flex for like an hour and, and like pulse my pecs. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Yeah. What gym do you go to? Why do you want to come over and see me pulse my pecs? No, I'll do it for you on the camera. Right I, I, we I could, just want to know a live what video. gym
0: to avoid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I have seen people do that. When we used to work out at CSU, people would be sitting in there ripped, you know, with their big I, like, life beaters. I know exactly you know what i are talking about. Sitting there like, you know, pulsing. I didn't even know you could pulse your bicep. It would like ripple. And I was just kind of like, dude, is this like a muscle show? Is this Arnold These are the Arnold? people
0: that crack me up. Yeah. Is they'll get down on the bench press. They'll knock out a set. They'll get up and they'll flex. To be like, oh, is it any bigger? Yeah. Well, or or yeah. they'll go and they'll do ab crunches or an ab workout yeah. or something. Then they'll walk up to the mirror and they'll pull their shirt up yeah. and flex their abs yeah. to see if they look better than well, they did so like apparently two minutes
1: before. W- when you fresh lift, it is a little bigger at that time, right? And I don't know what the chemical biological reason for that is, but it does actually like they would do that before muscle, you know, the the bodybuilder shows or whatever. They would be back there lifting right before they went Those out and did their bodybuilding steroids. Th- that too. Those are needles, though. I'm talking about actual free weights. CJ Thunder. Have have you ever seen a picture of CJ Thunder?
0: He's that guy right there.
1: Yes. Nickname, codename Diggle. Yeah. Yeah. CJ Thunder, dude. Cut. Dude is ripped, man. No, he is a beast. Like, I've had the pleasure of meeting him in person. I'm a big guy. I'm 6'4", but I'm skinny. He's about my height and twice my muscle, twice my mass. I mean, this guy's ripped. You're the man, CJ Thunder. Now, CJ, here's the deal. Do you rip your shirt off at the gym and flex and pulse your, your pecs? Yeah. <laughs> did you ever see the movie Bloodsport? Yes, I did. Do you remember that? That guy? was the one with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the the and I don't know what his name, but he was one of the Asian dudes. They actually replaced his voice with a voice actor, and it would be like, "You are next." That that's the voice actor but he would sit there and pulse his pecs up and down like that That's Funny. at the very end of the movie. By the way, this is a hilarious movie. It's really fun though. You can see you can hear him like cheering. He's screaming you know right before he loses and he's like <laughs> he's like really high pitched, <laughs> which is why they changed his voice. It's pretty
0: funny like, like Darth Maul. It's like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah.
1: Raiden Liu Kang Johnny Cage and you know what the music means. I do. Let's get out of here, man. Guys, th- this Where was going? so much fun. It's Friday night. What are we doing? Um, we're hitting the night of the town, baby. Let's go to the gym and flex. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Realbryanshow.com. Love to hear from you. You know that. Contact us. The Night Fox needs your repit. We were going to throw you under the bus. Oh, well. And you Real never Brian did. Show is signing off. Have a great weekend.
0: The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.